Hi, my name is William Bellamy. I'm a principal escalation engineer supporting Microsoft Windows Azure. Today, I'll be explaining the architecture of the Windows Azure Remote Desktop feature. Then I'll share some helpful links. Windows Azure offers a growing number of features. One is platform as a service. Cloud services allow you to create highly available, scalable services using your programming language of choice. .NET, Node.js, Java, PHP, Python, or Ruby. Cloud services are faster to create, cheaper to run, and lower risk to operate because unlike infrastructure as a service virtual machines, you don't have to manage the operating system and your application can be scaled up and down seamlessly simply by adding more instances. There are a number of reasons that you might want to use remote desktop connection. First, if you want to use the web deployment feature, which speeds up the time it takes to deploy a change, then you are required to have remote desktop enabled. Remote desktop is an invaluable troubleshooting tool. For example, your deployment fails to start, or your role randomly aborts, or your users are unable to connect, or Microsoft support requests log files. By connecting with remote desktop, you can access the instance's local drives. The C drive contains configuration information and local storage. The D drive contains Windows files, such as the event log, and the Windows Azure app agent logs. Finally, the E drive contains your role's code. Often, application event logs will contain informative information on the root cause of the problem. Now, let's look at the architecture to see how the remote desktop feature works. Remote desktop is built into Windows Server, but for this feature to work on Windows Azure, three additional components are required. A service certificate to encrypt the password, a remote forwarder plugin running on one role to send the RDP request to the correct instance, and the remote access plugin running on each instance to accept the RDP request. The remote forwarder plugin provides the external endpoint on port 3389. The diagram shows how a request for the cohowinery.cloudapp.net cloud service first comes into the Windows Azure data center. The Windows Azure load balancer resolves the DNS name and endpoint and sends the request to the remote forwarder. The remote forwarder plugin then sends the request to the remote access plugin on the correct instance. These two plugins can either be added at development time or from the Windows Azure management portal at runtime. When a dynamic plugin is enabled on the portal, the Windows Azure Fabric Controller creates a new service configuration file for the cloud service and stores it. The new configuration and the certificate are then pushed to the Windows Azure guest agent running on each instance. Once this configuration update is made, the instances can then begin receiving remote desktop requests. Now that you understand the architecture of the remote desktop feature, these are some useful links. I would particularly like to single out the automated log collection tool found on Microsoft Fixit Center Pro. After connecting to your Windows Azure instance with remote desktop, you can run this diagnostic package, which will collect all the needed logs so that you can begin troubleshooting. You can also reference my white paper on troubleshooting best practices. In this video, I've explained the architecture of the remote desktop feature of a Windows Azure Cloud service. I've also discussed why this could be beneficial for troubleshooting purposes. Thank you for watching, and I look forward to seeing your great cloud services on Windows Azure.